This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, welcome everybody to another Drink of Ages radio show. We are hanging out, man, a badass night tonight. After all the devastation and all the corrupt that everybody's been going through, I hope everybody's drinking good beer, and luckily the weather has turned, and we have a little bit cooler days going on right now. So we're sitting outside in the beautiful city of Humble, Texas, over at the Hop Stop, hanging out, drinking Drinking some back pew beers, drinking uh, several good things that they have to offer over here at Hopstop. And if you've never been this direction, uh, which is really humble, you know, people in Houston think that anything outside of the loop is just unachievable. But humble really is like less than 20 minutes away. You don't even have to take a toll road. You don't let's, even, just, let's make sure that we say that you don't need an easy tag. It's 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 the freeway and it's free, free to get there. So and, and you honestly, can totally come up and get great beer. Fifty nine North is the best freeway to drive on right now in Houston by far. If you're not going eighty in the fast lane, you better get over. You better get yeah. over. Uh, we have well, an HOV me, even if you need it. That's uh. Let me, let me get to the sponsors real quick because this show is brought to you by Drinking Buddies. Sierra uh, from Sierra Nevada is their little mixed twelve pack of Torpedo, Tropical Torpedo, Pale L, and Sidecar. It's all just, just excellent beer. Santa Nevada just kills it, and which Narwhal's coming out this week. For, for many years. For yes. many years they've been killing it, and they've been showing everybody what the torpedo can do. So go find out. That's a great six-pack. Oh, it's good. It's a delicious. So you can find those all over town right yeah. now. And just, just go grab, grab a case of that and then sit back and enjoy your weekend and get some buddies together and share some drinking buddies from Sierra Nevada. But let's talk about who's on the show. All this, everybody's talking, you know, comment different things, but that's – Bobby Harrell from Backview. Hello. We have Rick Tyler from Hopstop. And from the Grain Cellar, my old co-host on Drink of Ages, Preston Brown's hanging out with us tonight. You got it. So, yeah, so back to 59. Uh, so when I was coming up here, right, it was one of those quick decisions is because, you know, traffic, it was it always slows down, like around Little York and stuff. But I was I could have gotten on the HOV toll road lane. And I was By like, yourself. Yeah, by myself. You have, like, um, a blow-up in there, like, you know. Well, I've got three. <laughs> the tag will make it work. Oh, yeah, he's got the tag. Okay. No, it's more right. fun to okay. drive around with, like, three blow-up dolls and have them in different well, I mean, positions. Imagine seeing that on that camera, like, oh, like, he has, he has Somebody the big-titted one, the medium-titted one, and the small-titted one. Like, at least he's, like, a man of, of difference. So are those legs poking up in the air? <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. He makes sure that everybody's happy. John is a pleaser, everybody. So, you know, he's not one to, sh- to shy away. Today. No. Today. And <laughs> so, but it was that last minute decision. I'm like, no, I'm going to stay on the freeway. As soon as I went around the corner, HOV lane stopped, and we're flying by like 70 miles an hour. Awesome. It's like, whoo, that was one decision that I made that was actually good today. Dodge a bullet, and you came over to the store and had a beer. Yeah, then I went over to the grain cellar awesome. and um, had a beer, had a couple of Preston's brews over there, and now I'm at Hopstop drinking some, uh, some of your brews. And I, you. I do want to impress upon everybody, like in this area especially, because I know there's a lot of homebrewers out, homebrewers out there in this area that, you know, especially maybe to the north of us, Splendora, Cleveland, stuff like that. Wondering where to get grain because they come into the they come into the brewery and they ask me like hey you know you know I, I get like a sack of grain online I said well why don't, why don't you go to a shop so well there isn't one like anywhere close so what about Humble they go ah there's not a shop in Humble 
said, yeah, absolutely, there is. So grain cellar right there next. If you've been to Harbor Freight, and if you're a home brewer, you've probably been to Harbor Freight. It's right next to Harbor Freight. Great place to go. Preston's got a great selection. Um, growing it all the time, and so make sure you stop in there, grab some grain, get a batch going. Great place to go. Well, have I, I mean, have I said I love you, Bobby? What's <laughs> <laughs> important? They come I think to me I heard like, it three I times. Sack off you? I was like, no, but you can go to Preston. Like, I can't resell grain. That's not my, you know, it's not my thing. That's his deal. Yeah, and and you know, it's just absolutely the best hobby that you can do in life is brew your own beer. No, I mean. What, at the end of the, at, I mean, yeah, yes, and I, it, you know, being a professional brewer now, I can tell you, I've had a bad beer. I actually, I made a blueberry beer one time, went terribly south, awful. I was, I remember draining it, and I, a neighbor came up and was like, what are you doing with all that beer bottles? Why are you putting them out on the floor? I said, well, they're no good. And he goes, oh, no, that's, you know, I'll take it. And I gave him one, he goes, no, that's terrible. You should probably pour that. I said, what do you think I'm doing over here? I wouldn't, you know, but generally speaking, even if you have that day, you know the rest of the days, you're drinking a beer at the end of your hobby, which is a pretty good day. Worst case scenarios, you'll have beer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not. It's you know, it's not a bad day. Yeah, I mean, I, I made. I really only made one really bad beer, and that was that was mine. And that was uh, the first time that I'd, I'm like, I'm gonna. I know what I'm doing. I'm gonna come with my own yep. recipe, yeah, and I made a recipe, and it was just. It, it's. I've said it before on the show several times, but if you walked outside and just grabbed a handful of, like, you just mow the grass and you grab a handful of it and start chewing on it, that's what it tasted like. <laughs> Lovely. It I, mean, was, it I couldn't even get my drunk summery. friends. Yeah, I couldn't even get my drunk friends to drink it. Yeah, that's, I was like, that's oh, try a, this. That's like, when it's no. a little rough. That's when it's rough. I mean, because yeah. usually, like, so so every brewery, in case you don't know out there, every brewery needs what we call a beer possum. That's the guy who drinks everything. If you're like, hey, this batch is a little south, you know, hey, you know, that guy's always like, nah, man, I got it. It's good. And they, they just hammer it. They usually have one of those 66-ounce, like, plastic cups, and they fill it up every time you see them. That's your beer possum. You can't trust him for any kind of actual feedback, but you can trust him to drink whatever it is that you might not like. Hey, if the beer possum doesn't drink it, you get rid of it. That's that's when you're like, nope, I knew it was that bad. The beer possum doesn't want it, and it's gone. Well, Bobby, if you ever come across you know a beer that's not up to the back pew standards or something, you're like, you know what, I've got to dump this. Before you dump it, let me know, and I will go buy an above-ground pool, and we'll set it up at the brewery and fill the... Pull up yes. with beer. You have your opportunity right so now because thanks yes. to our friend Harvey, I do have to dump 1,100 gallons of hot possible. Oh, no. Uh, that would it, be, it was a sad day, but I mean, sad, it's, but it doesn't need to go to market. And uh, you know, out of that, you know, we got three out of the. We had four batches fermenting when we lost power for about five days. The other three batches are good. One batch didn't make it, but it, it doesn't. That doesn't need to go to market. We've been offered several times to sour it, which I said, "Have you? You need to try this first because if you sour this, it's going to be completely awful." Um, but as far as swimming in it, absolutely fantastic idea. It's a piney that, resiny pool. That's I, a one or two floaties for sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so carbonate first, so you, you know, it's yes. a little more buoyant. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like a salt yeah. water pool. So could that be? Could that be Sunday? <laughs> I, I, how fast can you get an above ground pool? They sell them at Walmart. <laughs> I, can, I can get one that's right now. That's a kitty pool. Like that, yeah, no, they you, got like the little three foot. Pools or I don't know. Look at the volume. I gotta look at the volume. This could be this could be fun. This could really. Gotta do something with it. Take a trip to Walmart as an order for one of those those blow up pools. They're very busy right now, but it could it could be a good opportunity to be like, I know you're selling a lot of bread, but how about an above ground pool? I'm pretty sure there's some pools back in that area at this point. I don't need a pump. All I want is the the surrounder. No, no, we're gonna we're gonna make it legit, you know. But there's gonna be that one dummy out there drinking. You're going, man, that's just disgusting, buddy. I don't want. I know it's beer, but yeah, there's a. 
there's a lot of men and women parts floating around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not good, man. Nah. A cool idea, but bad. Maybe practice. maybe the initial once we fill it up, we'll all do a ceremonial <laughs> glass. But then yeah. once we jump in. The plastic off flavor is not my problem. That's, no. I just like, I put that put that up for. I wonder how much like I like, say a four foot deep. Uh, what's typical? Sixteen foot. I don't know. Sixteen <laughs> diameter. How many gallons of water is in that? I, I can tell you There's that we, we, we've that. actually we've been approached about people. Uh, so you know it's it's hot during the summer in Houston, especially this summer was pretty brutal. Uh, and Rick, you know you had the patio, you know it was it was brutal out here. Yeah. And we, we're all outdoor. We don't even have an air conditioned space right now. And so people were like, you know, oh, this is what you should do to you know better our our experience. We we always love the feedback. You know, you never know. There's there's a lot of great ideas out there. One guy was very very seriously on me about building a pool. I said, so you're telling me you want me to build a pool for your two-year-old daughter to get into? He said, yeah. So are you going to drink beer? He's like, oh, that's the whole point. I'm going to stay here and drink more beer. I said, so you want me to say drunk dad is going to watch two-year-old daughter in pool? I was like, no. No, I, I think there's a lot of reasons okay. no for this. I appreciate this. it. I, I mean, like, you know, definitely do it in your time because you're going to be metering it out, but just not where we're going. Not not where we're going. Also, one more thing for me to take care of. Like, I'm cool. I don't need to deal with, like, algae <laughs> problems, especially given, Bad you know, the, the recent what we've had. But um, I was like, you know, I love the idea. I mean, I love when people think big, but we're going to go a little bit of a different direction. So um, if people have a lot of great ideas. Always get, let, them, let us know about them. Know that if we don't do them, it's not because we think you're an idiot or anything. It's just we do what we can do. That was one we couldn't do. Yeah, no, that, I mean, it would be great to have a little splash pad out there, have a uh, water slide. Bobby, I think a water slide would be fun we, to have. We definitely thought about the water slide. I actually want to do, like, you know, when it gets a little bit cooler or whatever, I actually think it would be really fun to do a uh, water balloon fight because um, we have the space to do it out back and get, like, you know, some old-school, like, camp shirts made, you know, and get, like, four different, like, really awful bright colors from, like, Salute Your Shorts Days, and then you just have to go at it and it's like a capture the flag. I think it would be very fun um, but we, we, I haven't quite figured out exactly how to do it yet. Other than like, here's some balloons, uh, you know, get it. Um, but uh, but we think it'd be pretty fun. Need like some really idea. really short shorts like the absolutely. ones. Absolutely, no, absolutely. Seventy yeah. show all your thigh shorts. Basically a banana hammock, but it's yeah. actually a short. Yeah, absolutely. No, my typical it, like Monday outfit. Yeah, no, no, yeah, John, like, no. Basically, what no, John no. does. Yes, exactly what John wears on Monday <laughs> that everybody gets to see on Tuesday. Right, because I mean, it's like my, you know, me. I tan very well, yeah. and so like from the knees down. So it's you look good, good to, right now. By every the way. once in a while, you got to get that you know, thigh tan going. <laughs> you got to make sure those white parts aren't white. <laughs> All right, we're gonna, we got to take a quick break and uh, oh, for one, man, you're out of beer. So let's get some more yeah, beers, and when we get back, we. We'll uh, talk some more beers, talk more whatever we've been talking about. Drinking Bates, be right back. you guys got the latest batch of one of my favorite beers spindle taps houston haze another great beer this brewery has put out to go along with wild catter hop gusher tool pusher and others you may still be able to grab a four pack or a pint if you make it up to the brewery just 10 minutes from downtown 
Spindle Taps Air Conditioned Brewery offers relief from the Houston heat. Tap room is open Fridays and Saturdays with great food on premise. SpindleTapBrewing.com. Go to PizzaOlvino.com. Then once you're there, click on the Receive Newsletter and leave your email address. Your name will be selected in a drawing for a two VIP brewery tour passes for St. Arnold to be drawn later this month. Tour includes a flight of four pints of their newest beers and a VIP personally guided tour behind the scenes at the brewery. This is brought to you by St. Arnold, Silver Eagle, and Pizza Vino. Also, Pizza Vino, they deliver your favorite St. Arnold beers along with other Bayou City beers to go with your pizza and strambolis. And speaking of strambolis, man, they have a Philly cheesesteak, a chicken Philly cheesesteak, and a spinach onion cheesesteak stromboli. Absolutely delicious. Listening to Drink of Ages Radio Show. I am John Denman. DJ Muskratch, producers, sitting there spinning up nothing but the badass music here at the Hop Stop uh, and Humble. And man, it's just another beautiful, beautiful night. Uh, Gorgeous. Fantastic. Our guests, our guests. So we have Rick Tyler from Hop Stop, Bobby Harrow from Back Pew Brewing, and then we have Preston Brown from the Grain Cellar. So it's a little Northside show. Yeah, that's how I grew up in Humble. Uh, ran around all these places a whole lot. Had a business here for a few I took years. Your old building. Yes, you did. I bought beer. the There's business. some people drinking beer in there yeah. right now, which is which is good. Yeah, people that's, are that's drinking. That's usually the end product of what you used to own, and now you know. I'm glad to see the deck still is here because you know who built this deck. Me, Preston, Preston, and myself, and Ari. Yes, yep. and, and Ari. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Ari, Ari. No, no. Ari and Ari is uh, one of the guys that he comes up here a lot too, right? Mm-hmm. A friend. He showed up and he's like, "I'll help you," but he showed up with one of the screw guns, and that was like Savior. the most amazing Savior. device. Savior. I mean, it was like in one day, we're done. Yeah. Just using Savior. that screw gun. So, Ari, if you're awesome. listening, I still think about what you. What about Adam? I, I just, you know, it's hard to Adam, see. Adam, Adam stopped in and looked. Hey, yeah, so but it's, more it's like sometimes the best to, to. We not, love you, Adam. We love you. We it's best you to not Adam. let him have any anything that could hurt somebody. <laughs> I, <laughs> He's proficient. Now, I, mean, now I did have to. I talked to the owner into more wood. He wanted us to piece it all together. I'm like, dude, you're getting free labor just by the wood. Just by the wood. Yeah. It's something you always want to talk to your landlord about. Like, just buy the wood. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with it. I'll, I'll work with it. it. I can make it happen. Just buy the wood. Yeah, so up here at the Hop Stop, Rick, man, you got a you got a cool little spot going on. You got your – where the bar is over there. You got the new spot with the – you have your beers in here. You got the outside area. No, it's great. It's great. It's great when the weather's nice. The patio can get a little oppressive during the summer, but um, – that is anywhere. It's I mean, not impressive. You, it's very Texas. Yeah, I mean, it's very it's very traditional. You wear the weather in you Texas. Do. So it just really yeah. amazes me. Like some of these places that have opened up over the last few years, that people will be sitting outside sweating like crazy, drinking their beers, patio bars, man. Yeah, it's, it's I, the way it goes. And the you know, fun fact between us and Back Pew here with uh, with Rick and Don, I remember when we were, we were building the place out, and they said, hey, we're gonna open a place. You know, we're gonna be opening a place in in Umble. I said, great. 
And they go, oh, we want to come do a tasting. At this point, we had, you know, we didn't have the pilot system. I was still, you know, fermenting in five-gallon carboys. I mean, we 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 kegged it, and I was going out trying to sell it. But I was like, yeah, sure, come on by. And I tasted them right there, and that was it. And they're like, all right, cool. When we get when we get open, we'll we'll put an order in. So cool. That that was that. That was yep. after that. I mean, that was you know, I'm sure you know they tasted a lot of stuff between now and then, and I'm sure they had plenty of people calling on them, but. It was pretty funny. We were, I think, when they came to do the tasting, half our building still didn't have concrete because we had cut it all out. Oh, it had rebar all over the yeah, floor. Yeah, it was just, oh, we were, it was before you were getting we poured. ready to pour the slab. And uh, so all of a sudden they, they came by, and everybody's like, who's that? I go, oh, that's a customer. I was like, come on back. And we had a chest freezer with these kegs in it. And I was just like, all right, here's this, here's this, here's this. And they were like, well, how'd that go? I was like, about as good as it can go. I mean, they tasted it, and we'll see what they order. And then we got back to doing everything else. So, um, yeah, it's funny how things come together. But uh, And then you opened. You had the one spot, you know, there where the taps are, and it's pretty cool how things have evolved over time to where now you have this, this you know, this little building, this little building. It's it's really come together. It's badass. I appreciate that. Yeah, and uh, I have to say, probably the first six to eight months of operation, we sold more Blue Testament Pilsner than any other <laughs> beer that we had. That that, that beer just and, sells like and crazy. Part of it, you know, it's a great beer, and I think everybody wants to support the home team. So out here, you know, we've been. A little underserved in the craft beer department. That's changing uh, yeah. uh, very quickly out here. And sure. folks are excited about Back Pew. And they could only get to Back Pew on a Saturday. And so the other days of the week, uh, they were they come to They were coming here looking for Back Pew beers. So I, all, couldn't, yep. I had to keep Blue Testament on tap for like the first six months. I didn't even rotate another Pilsner. And I just kept back Blue Testament <laughs> Well, why would you put another Pilsner on, on, honestly? I mean, it's, that's, it's, that's it's, exactly yeah. what I'm drinking right well, now. Well, it's, it's, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a particular Pilsner. It's really cool. You know, there's a lot of interpretations. Ours is an American Pilsner. There's German Pilsners. You know, there's a lot of great ones of those out there. And, you know, it's, it's fun to try new stuff. You know, we're very proud of that. It's the hardest beer we brew. And, you know, we... It's really funny because from time to time we catch we catch a little bit of uh, a slack about it. I remember when our grand opening, this girl who maybe was not not overserved but close to it, came up to me and she goes, "I gotta tell you something." I said, "What?" She goes, "I loved your beer." I said, "Oh, that's easy." She goes, "No, I really loved one of them." And I said, "Well, what's the problem with that?" And she goes, "Well, what is it?" And she goes, "Well, I love Blue Testament." From 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 brew day to fermentation, everything it's got to be just right because it's such a light beer that if I mess up, you're gonna know it. And so, for us, we're very proud of it, but uh, it's it's kind of funny how it's perceived. So we just we, we just love when people really love it. We really do. So if, if that's your favorite beer of our lineup, never be afraid to say like that's my favorite. Whatever your favorite beer is, why do you think we make so many different styles? Is because there's so many different palettes out there that there's one that you probably will attenuate to. Don't be afraid of that. That's exactly what your palate is. But you know, we're out here at the Hop Stop. They have a lot of good stuff on. We're trying something from Sigma. So cheers to you guys. It's quite tasty. Preston, what did you recommend? What's the double IPA, Rick? Uh, Murdoch, Sigma Murdoch, quite tasty. Thank, good, good job, fellas. Um, but you know that's the important thing. That's the cool thing about craft beer. Try different flavors. Trying different things. You know, we love. You know, I, there's certain things I always attenuate to, and we hope you you love our beer and always go back to it. But it's always important to try new things. And you know, uh, so Rick and Don, you know, during this uh, this last little event, um, you know, they had kind of gone on a random vacation, and uh, which is weird as a small business owner. I can tell you that I haven't taken a vacation sometime. Found I some should. time to sneak away for you, a little you, bit. You could ask well, my employees. They yeah, probably tell actually, me I should. We, um, but uh, but you know they they made it away and then we know how this last week went. Yeah, um, we put but, our but customers. Since, but since they've come back, you know when you guys came back in from San Antonio, had truckfuls of stuff and 
and uh, you know, just uh, but y'all been pretty active here lately, and we got you know this Houston rebuild thing is a big deal. So, but I'm gonna let Rick talk about it because you know we did our own thing, not against anything else. We just knew there were people that needed help. But Rick, there's this huge network of people. If you want to get, if you want to help people, um, there, it's easy to find. So, what, yeah, what, we, how do you do that, well, Rick? We got a couple things. You know, we we did take a vacation. Uh, we wanted to take our son to go see the total solar eclipse and had the opportunity to be right in the path of totality at a friend's house in Columbia, Missouri. So we took off. The day we were leaving on the road, I heard a little snippet on the news saying Harvey had broken up over the Yucatan Peninsula and was a disorganized storm in the Gulf. I'm like, okay, cool. Road trip ahead. Let's should have be good. fun. It should be fine. The eclipse was great. And then a few days later, it's like, uh, Harvey's, Harvey's a hurricane. So, yeah, we were very concerned. We, uh, at that point, decided... To extend our vacation a little longer than we thought, we had put our customers in a beer timeout. We actually just closed the doors to this place on uh, August 19th to reopen on the 28th. Well, Harvey made us wait a week. We could have opened a little earlier, but we had decided sitting watching all the all the devastation in San Antonio. Once they opened the 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 gates at the Conroe Dam, uh, everything went to hell here in the Kingwood Umbalatascaseed area. It's a wall of water basically that put four or five feet of water in homes that have never flooded in the history of Kingwood. So and to give you a little perspective of that, you know, yes, we were a little bit out here because John alluded to that a little bit about coming 59 north. There's roughly 63,000 people that live in the Kingwood area alone, and that's not counting There's Porter, a quarter million in the, Humble, Humble, in I mean, the HKA. There's uh, a quarter so million just, people you know, uh, j- Just to give everybody a little bit of a perspective of what we're talking about in terms of, yes, you talk about the, the suburbs and things of that nature. Here in Kingwood, at least, that's what you're talking about. So all of a sudden, you get this flood that you know, it, Rick is going to continue talking about, but it's a considerable number of people who potentially could be affected by this. So I just wanted to kind of oh, give absolutely. a number out there I mean, to, to show the, the, the gravity of the situation. This area is kind of kind of kind of special in the fact that it's got the confluence of several creeks and two different forks of the San Jacinto River that all kind of converge right at the tip of Kingwood right before it goes into Lake Like Houston. that pew is back full again by the way. So oh, just, yeah, I you don't know, know. just you know just say yeah, it. Yeah, there's right a now, lake out there. Um, it's it's unfortunate and it smelled before the rain last night but it's it's I'm, back. I'm but still waiting for anyway, you to dig your stock pond so I can uh, go bass fishing while hey, I drink yes. beer at your Come place. on out right now. Yes. It's, it's whatever. That's but what I'm talking I, about. I did not mean to derail Man. but it is really important to understand when we talk about coming up here there's that many people just stuck out in this area. So we, we, we initially decided, okay, we're going to rent a second car. We've been driving around the country in our car, and it was packed full. We barely had enough room. to. We knew we lost everything in our fridge. Our freezers, our freezers were okay. We only lost power for about 12 hours. So we knew we needed to restock our fridge. We just barely had enough room in our car for that. So we're like, okay, let's rent a car. We'll take food to our friends because everybody's talking about standing in line for three hours and coming yep. in and finding yep. empty shelves. So... We start to reach out to our friends. Okay, what do you need? We're going grocery shopping for everybody. Oh, we're good now. All the stores are restocked. So then we're like, okay, what do people need? People need things to clean. So yep. we went to Home Depot and Home Depot Windsor Hill in San Antonio, Texas. It was super gracious. Uh, I texted them an order. They pulled it for us. They helped us pack it, and they gave us 20% off everything because we were going to help. So we had a, an angel in San Antonio. They got us to Flatonia who passed us off to another angel, and we got all this stuff back to Kingwood. It was on Thursday about 5 o'clock. We got going Friday morning, immediately helping our regulars who we knew needed help. And uh, it didn't stop. We had three houses that first day. We ended up hitting, helping and affecting like 10 total houses in three and a half days with just a dedicated crew of my regulars, people who live out here, who broke their 
backs for total strangers and i'm forever in debt to them and uh to this whole community i mean i've i've been brought to tears many many times over the last four or five days just hearing stories and and seeing the generosity and texas you know how to do it right well, and, uh, and and you're saying all this stuff, Rick, but you look as fresh as a freaking daisy right I'm now. I'm so tired. <laughs> well, it, you know, it, it's amazing how, you know, helping people will regenerate you, right? I, I, you I, I, no, I, no. I, if, if there's a video on Rick, he basically has his head on the table taking a nap right now talking. It does happen. I mean, you know, it's uh, – but, I mean, that is the reality. If anybody's wondering what can I do, um, I will tell you, you know, we, you know, we had a crew out there. We, tr- we tried to pseudo-coordinate, but the reality is when you get into these houses, it's not a quick in and out. It's, no, there, it's There's not. nothing quick about it. Um, there are people who definitely know more about it, and they can do it faster. But I can tell you that it, it's a tough job. You know, We were out there Thursday on, but if you, want it, if you literally are like, I want to know what to do to help, don't worry about necessarily paying money to something. Don't go to, uh, they, all of those things help. If you want to help somebody, go with the crew. And go help complete total strangers because there's so much that needs to be done that there's no way a crew or a company or anything can do it, and it just takes you going out there and doing it. Correct. And I think and, and there's a, so there's a great resource a, for that, right? Right, right. I, I found I was like we were super successful for three or four days helping people, and it's like crap. I got to go back to work, but I still want to help. And you do, you do. You have to continue. You, have, you do have I, to. Yeah, do I had you have to open to do. this back up. People wanted to get back to normal. People want a beer. And be quite honest. I needed to reopen. We were almost three weeks closed. So, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but I have a friend who's created, I apologize, Preston, but I have a friend who's created an organization. She went and volunteered at George R. Brown by day two. She was the commander-in-chief of the George R. Brown Convention Center Relief Shelter. And she has now created a group called Recovery Houston. And they're mobilizing teams. These guys are super organized. They've got a headquarters in Garden Oaks where they have people manning phones and dispatching teams all over the city to help rebuild. And I highly recommend if there's no one local, a church not local that, that, that you can volunteer for, reach out to Recovery Houston, tell them what area you're in, and tell them you're available. And they will put you on a team in your area if at all possible. All right, got to take a quick break. And uh, we'll get back. We'll talk more about what you can do to help in some of these areas because it's just it's horrible. The everything that happened, all the floods and it's it's just, very uh, people. Yeah, we we flooded during Allison, and so I know what these this people is are going through. Our sentimental segment. Yeah, uh, we will get back to beer very very tough. quickly. Sorry guys, it's not the beer talking either. It's not the beer no, talking. It, it this is, is, it, is it is not. Drink of Ages Radio Harvey Edition returns in a moment. We'll be right back. <laughs> Had any no-label lately? The Tap Room has extended their hours and is a great place to take the family. Bring your dog and enjoy no-label beers while the kids play and eat at the food trucks. Sin Side Haze, no-label's New England IPA. It's now available in the Houston area. Nolabelbrew.com for Tap Room hours and all the info. Get ready for Sin Side Haze, New England IPA, and later this month, 1980 Kolsch. Perfect beer for the summertime. 
Hey guys, what's going on? This is Ryan with NOLA Brewing. Blessed are the thirsty, and Back Pew Brewing has the answer. Their Saints and Sinners lineup is full of badass beers like Blue Testament, Seder Swill, Ninth Circle, and their new Pale Ale, Evil Doer. Tap Ruben is open Saturday, noon to 5 p.m., with lots of badass beers, outdoor games, and frisbee golf. Food trucks are on site, ready for you to just snack it up. Find the Back Pew Brews in stores and in all good drinking places. Cheers. You're listening to Drink of Ages Radio with John Denman. Like it. That is true, Preston. <laughs> yes. I like it. I like it. That was yep. he, he did it more sensual than it John is. usually it does. Is. But you know, so everybody knows because so it's radio. You can't see everything. When John was just introducing himself, even when he was just reaffirming it, he was rubbing his nipples. So know oh, that it gets a very it's a very <laughs> sensual experience being on the radio. Oh, yeah. We just can't always you know dictate that oh. over the microphone. So I just want to make sure everybody can get the full visual. I mean, speaking of dictate. Uh, what? I'm sitting here, you, know, you don't know what's going on under the table either. <laughs> I am on the other side of the picnic. I, I guess I'm happy I'm over here. So, um, but, uh, but anyway, so segment three. Segment three. Segment three. Bobby Harrell from Bagview, Rick Tyler from Hopstop, and Preston Brown from the Grain Cellar. We're all hanging out here at the Hopstop in Omble. Badass place. Come drink some really good beers. Uh, one thing I do want to mention, though, that is very cool, that Drink of Ages that we're doing in partnership with Spindle Tab Brewery and Parish Brewing Company out of Broussard, Louisiana, who Sorry. makes some delicious Ghost in the Machine, so some Envie. Uh, we're doing a collaboration beer, and it's going to be out. It's going to take a little while to get it all done, but it's going to be a beautiful beer called... Operation Juice Drop. So if you know the whole New England IPAs, which I'm a big fan of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Parrish kills them. Spindle Tap's been killing it with them. So, and then whatever I the the, the juiciness of Drink of Ages sprinkled in on top of it, it's going to be an amazing beer. How are you? Sprinkling? I thought that was the I saltiness. Mean, what, what, I thought exactly, you were making a New yeah, England I mean, yeah. IPA goza. It's coming out of the beard. <laughs> Is it? The, I mean, it could come from a lot of places. I it's just that's why I'm well, curious of what's I'll being be sprinkled. You know, you know, perfectly honest. Yes, we are. We will be as brewing. a brewer. I mean, I think it's only fair that you let me know. Yeah. yeah well, I, the there, there's only certain from. secrets. You know that you can't. Leo and John Graybeard. Ah. I see. It's going to be, but the, but the cool thing about this is that like 100 percent of all proceeds are going to charity. Yeah, that's, for, it's a great uh, for thing. Harvey Relief, so. it's, a great, it's a great thing. Yeah, and we thank uh, both Spindle Tap for that, and our our, uh, our neighbors there to the to the east there. Uh, so thank you to the guys from Parish for for helping out with that because you know they they didn't necessarily Louisiana do that. Sent a, they had a bunch of people come over to help. Uh, yes, Cajun, they did. You got to thank the Cajun Navy. Cajun Man, Navy, a lot of people. 
Yep, for sure. So that that beer is going to be available, uh, you know, sometime in the the end of September, early October, and just look for that. And it's going to go out to a bunch of places. And, and, but speaking of local things, besides that, um, you know, here at the Hop Stop, real quick, you know, we talked a lot about uh, Hurricane Harvey and what's been going on here with Don and Rick with the Hop Stop lately. But uh, Shinadu, um, you know, he's a, he's a local Houston com- comedian. Oh, he's going to be here at the Hop Stop pretty soon, right, Rick? Yes, he is. This Saturday, uh, I've got a great local comedian here in Humble by the name of Nathaniel Amador, who has been uh, setting up uh, stand-up comedy shows for us. Uh, this will be the third one we've done, and we actually requested that he book Shinadu because we think this dude is hilarious. Uh, he's going to be co-headlining with Roxy Hayes. And we'll have a couple of opening comics as well as Nathaniel that night. It's about a two-hour show, 20 bucks a ticket, and a portion of the proceeds are going to be donated to J.J. Watt's uh, Flood Relief Foundation. And that's getting a lot of steam. Super, so that's, it, that's man, super it cool. blows me away how much that guy has raised. And it's kind of nice because I'm about to send him an email and ask for some money for our cleanup efforts. So we'll see what happens. Maybe also maybe he'll show up. That be that would be pretty rad. Yeah, Leo uh, already got them at him. We'll, you know, Leo and Spindle Tap already. Should yeah, but did you meet him? Selfie brag? No. Uh, but that's come all on, right. come on. No, uh, hey, JJ, JJ's out there. He's doing a lot for Houston. He's, it doesn't mean he can't do a lot for Humble. But speaking of which. You know, Preston, you got your uh, your, your one year anniversary coming up after the, the closure yeah, of backyard like homebrew. Much, yeah. After How do the you know what, of backyard homebrew, where we're sitting right next to you, sitting right, right here, yeah. Where, uh, but but you know, we talked about earlier how like this year, this last year didn't even happen. Hey, it's just like a blur. It, it is. was like I wrote a September thing. It seems on a like check. the grain cellar's been there happen? for years. Thank you. Yeah, it really does. October seventh, we're doing. B-52, back pew, possibly ingenious if they get open soon enough. Also, having Whitmire's Distilling out, uh, they're going to be... That's trouble, just to let you know. Mm -hmm. Got that right. Also, uh, brewing demonstrations from Rogue Brewing. Also, we're going to have wine, and yes, there will be food from... Guess who? Moe's Barbecue. All right. What about your, are you going to have any cheeses on? Because, I mean, you can also go to the grain cellar to learn how to make cheeses. That's what things. I love about the grain cellar, man, is they've taken it beyond just the fermentable juice. Uh, you want to make kimchi, kefir, kombucha. Kombucha. Uh, if you um, want to see what kombucha actually looks sauce. like. Kobe. Oh, my God. Dude, I'm, I every have, time I, I go and look at the kombucha. Seriously. 20-year-old Scoby. We got, we got that going on. I mean. You know, the, the interesting thing is, you know, when people talk about sours, you may say, oh, I do or do not like sours. A lot of very similar bacteria makes sours and really great cheeses. So you know, you're going to go pay a lot of money for a very expensive cheese in Paris. Well, guess what? That same guy might help you make a sour beer. Very, very different flavor palette. The way it's delivered is different. However, the the manufacturer and the actual bug is, is very similar. So you, know, you can go over there and learn a little bit about all of those things. And you can also make, obviously, a very clean cheese. But uh, all of those things are available there at the grain cellar, which is pretty pretty awesome. I mean, I can tell you that we're not making cheeses back pew. Um, we, we don't want to. If I see cheese, I'm going to be pretty upset. Uh, I love cheese, but that shouldn't be in my fermenter. So, um, But at the grain cellar, he's going to be pretty excited about it. And all of my classes are always free. I've got the king of sour. Uh, Nils, you know who you are. Love, Love you, man. Nils. Yeah, he just he just got us a, a, a very helpful discount for our rebuilding efforts. He came out on Sunday. He helped uh, tear some stuff down, so Nils helps us out. He's got some sour bugs. He offered, actually, that ruined 30-barrel batch. He said he would be very happy to sour it, and I told him no. That's winning. Uh, Come on. Uh, That's nope, winning. Nope, 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 nope. Because uh, I said, what is it going to be? He goes, well, it's like a mixture of a lot of things. I said, it's exactly why we are not going to do it. The mad but, scientist but, uh, of but, sours. But old, old Nils will be coming in uh 
you know, just just so everybody kind of gets an idea about like, so so say you're out there, you're like, oh, I, I love to drink craft beer. Um, yeah, I've thought about homebrewing. I've thought about making my own stuff. I'm not sure about it, what to do. Really, I think one of the coolest things you could do is to come to either a Rogue or if you, if you go to your local homebrew shop, say, when does the local homebrew club meet? Go to one of those meetings because the point of those homebrew clubs is not that, hey, we can make a bunch of great beer and sucks that you can't. It's we can make we've spent a lot of time to learn how to make some great beer and we want to help you do it, too. Um, and that's one of the best ways to really understand what the homebrew community is about. And that's where, you know, a lot of people got their start. You know, I've, I mean, I homebrewed for a long time before I went pro. A lot of guys did. You know, they started brewing, in the, especially you think of the 80s, 90s. That's what they started doing. Um, but uh, it's a great place to see it, and the Grain Cellar is a great forum for it. So uh, make sure you get out there. Well, with the with the free classes, and on top of that, Preston's very knowledgeable in brewing. So if Absolutely. you want some very detailed instructions on how to brew beer, check out his classes and the lineup. You go on Facebook and, and look at his events and everything and, and find out when the classes are. But you know, show up with some beer because, you know, you'll be making yeah, beer, yeah, so you yeah. might as well be drinking beer. He always has beer on tap. Always. As well. But it's always good to show up at these events with a little six-pack of something or like a little mini bottle share and well, learn how like to. Who's, like, upset when you show up with beer, John? Yeah, like, I mean, I, I don't. Who, who gets I've never mad at that person. Not well, the grain person seller. I'm sitting up here because All right, I'm church, like one time at church. <laughs> On Sunday, hey, the, look, that I, I was raised Catholic. They didn't have a problem with it, so you know it's all Episcopal. Right. I I drank a case of scotch with my bishop. You know, so hey. so it's okay. But the point is, it, it you know your, your point is still valid. Like Deb, if you want, if you're worried about like oh I don't homebrew, grab a six pack of something. That's cool. Like every mm-hmm. there's a reason why professional brewers exist. And I'll teach you. Absolutely. Yeah, Grain Cellar, they're right there off of, uh, what, what street is this? First anyway, Street. First Street. First yeah. Street. I already forgot. West. Business 19. Look at you, John. You've been out of it for too long. Uh, man. Uh, All five streets. I have forgotten what street <laughs> this humble area is. I know the Artesian Well is over there, and when I was a kid. Do not drink the Artesian Well. Do not well drink water. out of the Artesian Well, because I don't think it's a well water anymore. potable no, water. I believe it's city water now. Yeah, they well, definitely well. changed it. And if there it may be some homeless well water, people bathing. like rotten eggs all over this corner, and this patio Absolutely. wouldn't be so pleasant. <laughs> but it's lovely to look at. It is. It's nice. It's nice. So, yeah, here, I mean, like I said, there's all kind of reasons to come on the north side of town these days. Yeah, like Not said. necessarily the Artesian Well. Just Not the Artesian it just, Well. It, it's, a, it's like a byproduct of Back good pier. stuff while you're at Hot Pot. You know, well, just, the know, thing, uh, right. the they used to have, like, an old derrick and stuff, and then all of a sudden they changed it. I guess whenever they were like, hey, you know what, we, we're not doing this Artesian Well anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so they changed it up and it made it look real pretty on the corner, but at that point, like, why even honestly keep it? It went from being maybe potentially Derricky and Willy to just like, hey, here's a like quiet pond. Right. Yeah. Um, and please don't drink it. I, I, I guess that was a concern. Like, I guess a lot of people were trying to drink the artesian well water. Uh, do you guys have any idea I, about I, that? I, I, when, I really don't know. Dare I say it's a great place for the homeless to take a bath? No, I, I, uh, I've could, taken a could, bath in there could before. contribute to the potential <laughs> non-drinkery of it? Uh, and I've drank, I've drank out of it before. Yeah. What? Back in the so day. Here, so the, the side effects of drinking the humble artesian well, uh, basically you lose your pigment and you have a very <laughs> lovely beer. Um, and, and it's it's, uh, it, it's, oh it's a side God. effect that hasn't necessarily been fully scientifically understood, but it it's might happen. It's all too clear now. And Just you wear try. snazzy hats. Yeah, and wear snazzy hats. 
Well, I guess at this point we need to take a break because we are exceeding our segment <laughs> limit time. And everybody at the table right now is actually out of beer. And that's, that's unheard because of. Because Drink of Ages uh, radio, that's what, we, that's what we shoot for. Thank you, Rudy. <laughs> if you haven't right. met Rudy, it's another good reason to come to Hop Stop. Come to Rudy, Hop Stop. Rudy and I, we sang a song one night. We sang Ebony and Ivory. Oh, and it was beautiful. Nice. That once you meet Rudy, you'll understand why that's beautiful. White beard, black beard. I mean, it only made sense, it, right? It's, it's amazing. It only made sense. All right, well, uh, take a quick break. But our buddies over at Buffalo Bay Brewing Company is doing something badass. They're brewing another. You know, the Crest City IPA is just a delicious, delicious beer, and they're brewing it. And all the proceeds for the sales of the kegs are going to Harvey Relief. So, awesome. If you see that in the market over the next few weeks. Drink a couple pints of it because, uh, and then some of the bars are also going to be contributing as well. But that's just a free batch of beer they're putting out there. And so it's good. Great way to raise some money for this. Make it happen, guys. Yep. All right. We got to take a quick break, get some beers. We'll be right back. How you going to do it? How you going to do it? Let me hear you jam. Woo! Whether a startup brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cash Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cash Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin sackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise keep it local like we do let the badasses at cash branding the official merchandise sponsor of drink of ages kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out cashbranding.com Hanging out here at the Hop Stop, and now we bring on because uh, you know you know look at Rick for so long, and plus he he he, he was White looking terrible. pretty worn down. I mean he has worked Tired. really hard, much fresher. Thanks, yeah, he has worked really hard here, you know. But but so is Don, and so the now Duchess, we have the Duchess of Dank. The Duchess what? of Dank has not, but she she, has she, she looks refreshed part. and beautiful sitting across. So when does she right not? Now. Even at the end of a tasting. It's, it's quite, it's quite Thanks, brilient. Uh, but, but John, you had, you had something you at least had to kind of like mention here at the beginning of the segment. Well, the thing is, uh, this segment is sponsored by Eighth Wonder Brewery Company and Eighth Wonder Brewery, and 
what they do over there on Thursday and Fridays, they have the A-Track sessions, which they support a bunch of local bands that come over. Awesome. And they have live Very music cool. there at the brewery. So you get to hang out in their backyard, listen to some great music, drink some good beers, and, man, just enjoy the whole east side of downtown. Because with weather like this, you definitely want to be outside. Well, given that's a badass radio show, I mean, I think that's a pretty badass thing. And they did some pretty badass stuff during Hurricane Harvey. You know, they had a, you know, they had some pretty awesome vehicles out there, and they were helping people. So that's pretty awesome. Oh, uh, they definitely were. Yeah, they're driving around their, their big truck, man, and, and just doing what that's what Eighth Wonder does, though, man. They, they take care of people. And, helping out. Helping they out. Do. They so, do. Thank so you, I'm, guys. I'm going to kind of hijack this particular section of the of the, of the show. Not not because I'm a um, – well, I, I guess you can call me uh, – what's allowed on the radio? Um, but, uh, but you know, we, we've, we've had some great times here. Impressions um, with us. The Dutchess Dank is here. And the cool Don, thing is, so you. we actually had put this show off a little bit because I had some cool beers in the pilot fermenters before our glycol system went down. And I said, John, you know, let's put this show off a little bit. I'm going to have these awesome, uh, you know, bottle conditioned beers for you. That did not happen. Um, but I said, you know, what I do have is we have the Active Blower, which is our Peel Milk Stout. Um, we've been aging it in some barrels for a little while, so I brought some samples. Here. Samples. Uh, you, know, you mean I get to try it again? Because I've been waiting for this to be now, in my I will bar. everybody know this is this is not uh, this is not conditioned. Uh, it's not so it's not carbonated, but we have two varietals. So so everybody knows pretty soon here when we when we release this, what we're going to do is Active Blower is going to be in kegs. Okay, we're going to do a, a thirty barrel ish batch. It's a large beer, so maybe less than thirty barrels. That's going to be on, on draft. We're gonna do bottles of the of the uh, the barrel conditioned beers. Six barrels are the active Belor just aged in Booker's bourbon barrels. The other nice. six are aged in Booker, Booker's bourbon barrels, also with a co- coconut cream pie shot, uh, concocted by Dustin down there at Underdog's Pub on Washington. So what we're gonna do is I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna pass these around. They don't have the uh, the non barrel aged version. We're gonna start with the active Belor barrel aged, and then we'll do the coconut cream. So John, why don't you do the honors? I feel like. It's actually pretty interesting because these are little test tube, 50 milliliter test tubes. Gamma irradiated. Don't worry. They're clean. They're clean. No matter what else I may or may not have done to them, they are clean Uh, and sterile. They're clean until we pass them around. (laughs) Just like myself. Oh, that's boozy. Oh. So the cool thing about getting fresh barrels, so when you get barrels, there's a lot of ways to get barrels. So, you know, go talk to your local brewer. Ask them how they did it. You know, a lot of people get barrels a lot of ways. When barrels arrive, especially if they've just been recently emptied, there's always a little bit of booze at the bottom of it. There's there's reasons, plus and minus, why people do that. A lot of uh, bourbon manufacturers will send it back through a carbon filter post-barrel aging. They're, one of the big reasons is because of the harshness. So when you talk about putting a beer on top of it, you have to wonder why why we let it age over a long <laughs> period of time. Now, these have been in there about four or five months. I actually think they need a little bit more time. We probably won't do it till the end of October in terms of carbonating it and putting it into product. But this is a stri- this is the straight, the beer put on into a bourbon barrel. <laughs> Preston's grabbing it back. It. So I will tell you, the reason we did this is, you know, at, people have asked us, we're going to put the normal variant out so you can see what Active Belor is that non-barrel aged. That AF, man. Then, then you put out oh, the barrel aged version. It. It, it's going to get, it's going to, it's beard's going back to black. <laughs> um, 
But the, the reason why we did why kind of multiple variants, we, we, need get, we need to get to, uh, a little bit to uh, Rick, right. wherever he that lazy bum is. Um, but you know, we we don't do variants because we think it's just a way to get more products out there. We do variants because we think they're unique flavor compounds that you want to see what happens. So when we put this out, you get the keg of it, so you can have it on draft. You try the barrel aged variant, and now we're going to pass around, and we'll talk about it in a minute. Is with the coconut cream pie shot. Now again, big shout out to Dustin, and those guys. Great palate, great uh, you know kind of co uh, compilation of flavors. So try this one. There, well, there's. What, but, but let's talk about that one first. So. The most complicated. Let's talk about it first. John said boozy. I actually got... Oh, the barrel-aged variant. So yes. let's, let's hear from Don and Preston what they think about it. So Preston... I, I got not necessarily boozy. I got more chocolates off of like that. Like a Rolo. Yeah. It was chocolates and some caramel... It was it was very complex. Mm -hmm. The very the booziness came from the nose. Yeah. That's why the first time I said booziness, it was like I smelled it. I was like, oh man. Yeah. Well, there's roughly ten and a half percent. So, but it's, but it's yeah. gentle enough that it's it's not overpowering. It doesn't hide. It doesn't hide what you brought into the beer. Like sometimes you can go barrel age something and it just is in the forefront and it just takes over, which I kind of like that too. But this. It dances. It dances across your tongue. Very well done. Yeah. Yeah. And this is flat. It, it will, I mean, yeah, this it is will no, be in a couple months. I mean, when, it's, when it's you taste a, a beer and it tastes that good and there's nothing to back it up as far as carbonation, if it tastes that good now, I can only. It's going to yeah. be, I think it's going to be a very pleasant yeah, beer. It's, I'm excited. And, you know, it's, it's very interesting being a craft brewer. I think it, it you know, it, when you're, when you're citing, so, so keep in mind if, if you think about it, like, you know, as, as a consumer, when you walk in the grocery store, what are you looking to buy? Think about it from a craft brewer's perspective where you're like, well, what do I brew? What do I what do I put on the shelf? And you think about it that way. That's why we do the variants because we're like, look, we want to show it from the base beer, which would be the typical stout, which right. will be in kegs only, which is kind of positive, negative of you can't just have a complete parallel. But you're like, okay, cool. If I could have that base beer and then also what happens to it after it spends some time in the barrel and then what happens to it when you take it to the nuclear level where you add this coconut cream pie, which is going around the table now. Because you can add as much as you can, but at the same time, me as a brewer personally with Back Pew is that we, uh, we worry about muddling flavors. You don't want so many different things in there to where it becomes almost unidentifiable. So we love pure flavors. You know, you know, Don, you know that we love to do things like traditional German beers, things of that nature. But when it came to this beer, I said, all right, cool. Well, let's do a barrel-aged variant. And then I talked to Dustin. He goes, how about this? And we kind of did some like you know one-off samplings. And I said, how about that? Um, and, and that's what's kind of sat there for a while. And uh, so it's, it's a very interesting flavor progression from base beer, just barrel aged with nothing else. You know, it's not like writing vanilla beans and every other pet pair on the planet. And then also, then we go a little bit nuts. Um, Real quick, let's just talk about underdogs for one, you know, quick second. Because, you know, Washington is not a place that I like to frequent a whole lot. But underdogs wow. is the best bar Along that little strip, uh, Dustin over there. I mean, they, they do a fantastic job. He's actually Great opening beers. a pseudo distillery, um, you know, kind of kind of uh, business. But uh, if you want uh, the best Bloody Mary in town, you can read all the reviews you want on Houstonia Magazine. But uh, it's underdogs. It's underdogs. <clears throat> Great place to go. Hands down. Yep. I need to get out more. So uh, you, you need you need to go Coconut. see Dustin Underdogs. Uh, so Underdogs is an awesome place. If you have not been there. Uh, basically, you got underdogs. Two people run it: Dustin and Steven. Um, and this is not this is not any kind of comment, but Dustin's white. 
Stevens Black. That's the only two people that you will see behind the bar. You'll know them. They're awesome dudes. They can put flavors together. It's it's unbelievable. So make sure you get there and make sure you see it. But uh, so the the coconut cream pie shot variant has gone around. So what do you guys think about that, uh, John? First, I'm really looking forward to this final product. I would I would say coconut is a dominant flavor. It is super smooth, super good. Not boozy like the first one. I don't know why. I think the coconut overcame that. I'm still trying to articulate it. I mean, I like it. I'm just trying to break it down. Sure. So Don had a lot. I will say. I will say this. Um, you know, 150 milliliters would have been better. Cha-ching. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, so, so, so it, again, just uh, this is one of those radio feedback issues. Um, it literally is a 50 milliliter gamma irradiated um, centrifuge based tube that I put this in. So, when, uh, it, it's it's not necessarily the best presentation, um, but I am a huge nerd. So it's what I had around, and I said, you know what's not going to make it worse is this killed um, it. And so, you know, we will have it when when it comes to you guys. So, that, so just so the public knows. The reason why it was so important that I said that the active below the base beer will be kegged is because this all of this beer we have six six barrels of one and six barrels of the other, it will be put into twelve ounce bottles. And the reason we want to do that is to make it very affordable and and achievable for you guys because I want people to drink it. Um, yes, it took some money to make it, but uh, you know I, I'm hoping for a six to eight dollar price range per twelve ounce bottle so you can get it, you can drink it. And at the end of the night, while it is a high-gravity beer, you're not like, I am completely blitzed for the evening. So um, we kind of we did it that way. So it's very, very important for you to know that there's a reason why we brought it out that way. Because it's, it's technically not carbonated, which, keep in mind, CO2 is an acid, so it changed the way it dances on your palate. Um, but uh, I did, again, promise John that I'd have a couple uh, bottle-conditioned uh, products, because like Minerva, our black uh, barley wine. We had uh, Cloudwalker, our Quadrapel. Um, and just based on the hurricane, everything else has been going on uh, lately, we, we didn't have it. And so I pulled some out of the barrels. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I wanted to give everybody a little bit of a heads up on what's coming soon. No, it's very good, man. Uh, Absolutely. Two new beers coming from uh, Backview Brewery. I'm looking forward to them. What you what you gave us in the little test tubes, man, where we passed around. Uh, it was Fantastic. pretty damn tasty. Yeah. Fantastic. So, good. Looking forward to those coming out and having them over at the pub and – Don, you guys having them here at the Hop Stop, for sure. Uh, Got to wrap the show up, unfortunately, because we only allotted so much time. Preston, uh, Grain Cellar, one-year anniversary. Thank you for having what me, What is John. that date? Oh, absolutely, October man. 7th. Good to have you sitting beside me again, hanging out. October 7th at the Grain Cellar, one-year anniversary. Go by, check them out. If nothing else, man, just roll in there and just have a beer with us. Free beers. If you ever come up to Humble, make sure you stop by the Hop Stop. And if, if it happens to be a Saturday from noon to 5, <laughs> come back to you. But, John, we love you, brother. Thanks for coming out, man. Good to see you. Yep. And, uh, you know, hey, great show. Also, picking on the patio Sunday at, at Hop Stop. Yep. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's just, just, fun day. just look oh, yeah. on. Hang out with Rick and Dawn. Love it. Right? Look, look on uh, Hop Stop. Follow them on Facebook and uh, all right, the different yeah, events yeah. they have. The comedy show coming up and everything else, man. They're just doing some great things up here on the north side of town. But I'm out of breath and apparently I'm out of beer. So we got to wrap the show up. 
Thank Cheers. you, everybody, for listening. Uh, DJ. I mean, like, we got to give him Yeah, Scratch. DJ Muskratch. Uh, on behalf of DJ Muskratch and myself, thanks for tuning in. Listen to all the old shows. Sponsored by Buffalo Bay Brewing Company by going on iTunes. You can find it there. You can find it at drinkbages.com. And I was on 86 of them. 86. Ha-ha. <laughs> I don't. Even, yeah, I don't know. You don't want to be eighty six. Eighty six. Don't want to be eighty six. Right? Anybody's wondering about the. Don't, the, don't the, go the, there. The Come on. Don't go there. Come on. All right. Look for the brewery that we're drink of ages that we're brewing with Spindletown and Parish hitting the market uh, in a few weeks and about a month from now and it's going to be all like I said all donated oh, to stop. Harvey. Delicious beer. Harvey. Everybody be safe out there. I hope you guys are good. Drink good beers. I'll talk to y'all next week. <laughs>